Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details should have some anxiety like if you're not I think you're probably over it if you don't have the anxiety right like you're so um, of course you have some of it but it's the good it, there's the good kind and the bad kind so if, if that makes sense and I think it's the good stuff um, I I think I'm I like being nervous in the dugout like I, I think like that's when you're locked in if that makes sense you know like there's there's a little you should be on a, on edge to get that's you need to be on edge to get locked in I think maybe that's how I do it I guess but I, I think that's how the right way to that's for me that's how it works for me good morning it's Mullion Haw Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score Gabe Ramirez in for Mully today that's the increasingly familiar voice Len Casper not Len oh, Casper my bad my bad Craig Council <laughs> Sox boy <laughs> Hey, Come on. He's a Cubs guy, too. Len Casper? It you sounds think? like him. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Len's got a little bit more higher pitch. But, okay, Craig Council, the new manager. How long are we going to refer to him as the new manager? The new manager, the manager of the Chicago Cubs. On day one, pitchers and catchers report. Baseball's back. Baseball's back. We're going to talk to Bruce Levine, who's in Arizona at 745. We're going to talk about the Cubs now, though, because I'm curious what first impressions People had from hearing from Craig Council, but also seeing him. This was his first official day in Cub Laundry. (laughs) And there's an adjustment period to where you see a guy who you're used to seeing in the enemy's colors. Like, remember last year how weird it was to see Wilson Contreras in a Cardinal uniform? Felt weird. Felt wrong. It did feel wrong. Now he's the heart and soul of the Cardinals. (laughs) And that's the way he was referred to in the St. Louis, St. Louis Post-Dispatch yesterday. Craig Council, also the heart and soul of the Brewers and the brains of the outfit. He's now a Cub in Cubby Blue, and he was yesterday, talking about the good anxiety to have. And I think that I liked most what he said, and we talked about this in the pick six a little bit. He's going to be direct with players. There's not going to be any ambiguity of where he stands. That's what any, that's all you want. Even if it's bad news, even if it's a bad assessment, even if it's not what you want to hear, the best managers tell you that anyway. And they find a way to make it palatable so you can work on things, so you can get better. Craig Council is going to elevate the level of conversation in the clubhouse, in the dugout. And eventually that will result in him making this team better than it is on paper currently 
Yeah, well, better. without the addition of of other players, oh, is that what not, you're saying? We're not there yet. Well, I think that's he's the, only the manager. I, I think we're talking about the wrong thing here. Or what are we talking? What should we be talking about? Oh, Gabe, how concerned Dustin Rhodes is that Cody Bellinger isn't signed yet to the Chicago Cubs? Okay, let's talk then. Let's pivot to Jed because see, there's a manager's role and then there's a general manager's role. If but I'm sure the manager thought to himself, I'd have a better team than this going into the season. You know what? Maybe, but I don't. Not think- maybe I'm 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 almost positive he thought that. Or he still thinks that, right? He still thinks he's going to get this, this, this bump. But I'm sure, like, what he has in front of him in the present is not what he thought he was going to have with him when pitchers and catchers reported. I think Craig Council is playing the long game. He got a five-year contract, forty million dollars. My sense is that are the Cubs playing the long game? I don't know. I think they're different games. Maybe <laughs> that's what I'm trying to. That, well, that's why. <laughs> let's face it. When you hire Craig Council, you're announcing that you're ready to contend in 2024. I think that was the message on November 10th or whenever it was. That they signed him. The offseason came and now it's gone. We're not in the offseason anymore, really. Spring training has begun. Isn't this the, the new season? Yes. It's not the off season. It's the now season. So now it's I want to know <laughs> what are they going to do with Cody Bellinger? Although I don't think that Craig Council is dwelling on that. No, I, no, I, because he's a professional manager. But I I am surprised, right? As a guy on this station and knows how much people love the Cubs, that there isn't more criticism towards the organization because Cody Bellinger or someone cut from the same cloth isn't on this team. A team last year that everyone was so hyped up and adamant that they were supposed to make the playoffs, right, And when it got to that point in the season, and they were so disappointed that they didn't, and they had this success, and then you remove two key pieces okay and all of a sudden we're just like hey craig council is cool hey guys season started i want to respond we're gonna get better i want to respond to that because there are moments where i do feel a little ticked off but i want to hear from jed hoyer first i want to hear from the person whose job it is to remove and diminish that level of anxiety and remove those doubts and fears and jed hoyer yesterday under the weather but also maybe a little fed up with the questions jed hoyer talked about a roster that is not yet complete. And this is what he had to say about that. I don't think we're ever going to feel you know, complete. You know, in my 20 plus years, I've never gotten to a place where I felt like uh, you just kind of turned it over to the manager and, and like, you know, went and played golf. And that's not how this, this thing works. You know, I think that we're always going to be looking for upgrades um, both now and, and all season long. And that's what, that's, that's our job. Um, yeah, I'm excited about where we are as an organization. I think that we have a lot of good young veteran players on the team. I think we have uh, a ton of young talent. And um, I'm probably more excited for this spring than most springs just because we have so much young talent in camp. And that's what's really you know fun in this job is watching those guys play, watching those guys develop. You know, Young players, young talent, that's, that's where the game is right now. That's the currency of, of baseball. And um, you know, that's the part of our, the organization that gives me the – uh, the most confidence, and I'm, I'm excited to watch those guys every day this spring. Okay, I get where, where he's coming from, but nobody's going to be as excited as he is about the seven prospects in the top 100. <laughs> they want to see Belly in a Cub uniform. And but, it's, but it's not just that, David. But, Gabe. It's if you don't have Bellinger, right? Yeah. Who are the Chicago Cubs this season? Well, they're not, they're not the best team in the division. That's my point. Yeah, they're not. But and I that's going to be a huge disappointment here's, for the fan base. Here's what the answer is to your question, in my mind. Why aren't people more outraged? Why is he not taking more criticism? This is what happens when you have an executive 
who has earned the benefit of the, the doubt. I think when you, and it's rare, it's rare because we like to just fire, shoot first, ask questions later, <laughs> you know, let's attack and then let's attack and then let's, let's attack some more because that's what we do it's in sports talk radio, right? <laughs> and give me some, I have my Twitter muscle. I, I'm, I'm very strong at the keyboard. <laughs> it's anonymous. All right. So social media becomes a cesspool where context goes to die. I don't think we need to do that. I don't think that's a really appropriate. If you're mad on opening day because the Cubs don't have Cody Bellinger in the lineup, you are entitled to your outrage. You can be as fed up and ticked off as you want to be. Call us up. Light up the phone lines. We'll be with you in spirit. We'll rip them to shreds. Right now, though, I think Jed has earned the benefit of the doubt. He's a very good executive. He has done this before. If he doesn't have Bellinger in the fold right now, I still think that there's this little bit of hope and expectation that he will be by opening day. I know I'm using the wrong word, but it just it, it, there's, there's a level of arrogance, and not from you, David Hall, but from the notion that, guys, chill out. It's all good. This guy has it under control, and whatever he comes up with, we're going to be okay. You want to know why? Jed Hoyer for life. It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I, I hear what you're saying, but, the, but again, the level of arrogance that comes with that, like, guys, it's going to get done. It's no big deal. But if he's wearing another jersey and then that happens, it's like, no. See, you call it arrogance. I would call I, it I, awareness. I said, in the beginning, I said it probably a bad word. Uh, that's okay. Awareness? Is that we're doing that? We're affording people the luxury of just being aware? No. We so are we are supposed I, to be critical. I don't critical. think it's affording people the luxury of being aware. I think that it's commending them for being rational. There's a there's a market for Cody Bellinger that's not as robust as Scott Boris anticipated. Correct. He is like most agents, and he probably overestimated the interest and the the love the the price tag for his client. Cody Bellinger is one of four high-priced, highly proven clients for Scott Boris. It's pretty apparent that Scott Boris has not had a good offseason yet because there's a, there's a gap between what he's asking for Cody Bellinger and what the Cubs are willing to pay. Jed Hoyer still may come out of this looking like a genius for getting Cody Bellinger in a Cub uniform at his price. So then, how will you feel, Gabe, Ripping the guy to shreds yeah. if the next week the headline is Cubs get Bellinger at their price. Maybe I feel great for Cubs fans, finally. Okay, but won't you feel a little silly for overreacting no. to the absence? No. Ugh. Why? No, because— Why would you not? All right, so here, here's a, there's a couple things in play when it comes to Cody Bellinger. One, we know he outperformed his contract last year. That we do know. We understand that the reason why the Cubs are taking their time is because they don't want to overpay for, for a player— that they might be hesitant in thinking that he can duplicate the success that he had last year. I understand that. That makes complete sense to me. The issue that I have, David, is that you have no plan in place to, to make up for the success that Cody had last year, right? And, and, and you're banking on him. If you are bringing him back, you're banking on him, duplicating it. And if he doesn't, if you don't bring him back, you have no plan in place to make up for that, that loss of productivity, 
And I think that's the biggest issue for me is that one, you have no, no, you have no, no plan in place to replace it. And two, you are then banking on him doing it again. There's nothing else outside of that. It's guys, don't worry. I'm gonna get him at my price. And I hope to the baby Jesuses that are out there that he can duplicate his success. I think that Jed talked about being involved with other free agents. I don't know how much I believed him on that. And I do think your point's valid in that no matter what replacement you might turn to, it's going to feel like uh, a lesser option. And it's going to be it's going to be somebody who's a placeholder for a team that is ready to win now if you add Cody Bellinger, if you add another free agent. Maybe you know they're not done yet. I think the, the other interesting thing I think we heard from Jed yesterday was how he talked about the excitement he feels about the youth in spring training, but also how he's never quite done adding talent. The balance act, balancing act of spring training with adding talent. He's managing the team every day, and he's out there with the players. And, um, yeah, sure, I'll go out there and uh, watch a few bullpens and things like that. But ultimately, our job is, is you know, more behind the scenes. You know, we'll... We know we're always talking to agents this time of year. There's always players still left on the market, so that's that's nothing new. Um, but again, I you know I'm not out there every day with the players. I think our job is to talk to agents and, and to handle other things you know, behind the scenes. That's his job. That's his role. I would love it when the Cubs have their first full team session next week. If they do what they did with Dexter Fowler all those years ago, and they bring him out and it's a surprise. <laughs> And they unveil Cody Bellinger. You're the problem, David. You are the problem. Just like this texter said. What? He says, the outrage isn't there because for four months, all we've heard is Bellinger's going to be a Cub. And that's why no one's upset because it's very matter of fact. And when you say things like, it's going to be, wouldn't it be great if they Dexter Fowler, everybody? Like, yes. <laughs> but that's it would problem. be. But that's just it. Everyone is, is operating as if it's 100% fact that is going to happen. I don't think it's 100% no, I know, fact. I, I know. I said everyone's operating yeah. as if. Like, no. Well, I'm, I'm reserving my rancor for later. <laughs> I, I do reserve the right to be ticked off about not getting Cody Bellinger and concerned about the Cubs and, and wondering where in the world they're going to get any pop in that lineup because it's lacking right now. There really isn't. There really isn't a lot to fear in the Cubs' batting order if you look at it without Cody Bellinger. He is also the great multiplier. He makes everybody else in that order a little more dangerous. And so you expect a little bit more from each guy. I don't see the length of that lineup. Where does Christopher Morrell bat? So I hope Jed is sincere when he says that he's not done yet. I love the fact that in the beginning of this conversation, you were amped up, and now you, you seem a bit reserved. <laughs> I'm a little st- – I mean, I still think they're going to get them. Yay. So does everyone else, David. All right, let's go out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Psycho is in Westchester. Hey, Psycho. Hey, Gabe. How are you guys? What up? Uh, my question to you, we're going to replace that RBIs and the home runs that uh, Bellinger gave you. And – they got no left hand pop in that lineup at all. I mean, you, the teams of in their division are loving that Bellinger's not signed with the Cubs yet. I mean, I don't even see. It. I mean, you look at all our teams like Atlanta, Arizona, Milwaukee, possibly, maybe St. Louis. They're ahead of the Cubs. I mean, where are the Cubs going to make the playoffs? Are, are you just looking to possibly squeeze to make the playoffs, or are you trying to win the division, go further? I, I don't care where heads are. Jets trying to do here. Um, but I'll tell you one thing, if they don't sign Bellinger, 
His head's on the chopping block. That's what I gotta say, guys. <laughs> wow, psycho. Wow. That, that escalated quickly. <laughs> hey, Mike Talkman, according to the Chicago Cubs.com, he's their starting center fielder in the depth chart. 847, David's love of the Cubs is showing today, but love is blind. Hey, listen, the love references were so yesterday, all right? <laughs> love is blind, but I'm not blind. It's good Netflix TV I'm show. I'm not blind. I know the Cubs are, are flawed. I know they're limited. They got to sign Belly. And do not disparage Mike Talkman. He had... Without Mike Tockman, Gabe, the Cubs would not have been in the situation they were in in September. They would not have been put in a situation to blow a lead down the stretch the way that they did so memorably. (laughs) But can Tockman, can Gomes, okay, another guy, like great guy with runners on, can they duplicate the season from last year? Gabe is shaking his head. No. The answer is no. Is Is your answer yes? My answer is I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Every right, of season of course. reveals surprises. A year ago at this time, if you had said Mike Talkman is going to play a major role in a contending Cub team, you'd have said, what are you drinking at 7.15? Because of the Cubs being contending or because it's Mike Talkman? Because it's Mike Talkman. Oh, okay, okay. The Palatine Pounder didn't have a nickname <laughs> last year at this time. <laughs> he was just a guy. So true. And there's somebody in that camp this time that is just a guy. And they've got all the youth. I get it. I get where they're coming from. Hey, look, Cade Horton, some name we haven't mentioned yet. They think he's going to be a star. Ben Brown could be a guy. They could pitch their way into contention until they finally get somebody who's going to hit a home run. I don't know who they're gonna who's gonna hit a home run. I've never I've never seen you as as the apologist in my life. What are you talking about? And it is I'm the bad. Apologist? It is thick right now. <laughs> it's like what am I apologizing Kate for? Kate Horton, guys, it's happening. <laughs> oh man, Kate Horton's gonna be good. You watch. I believe. I will remind I believe you. it. No, 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 no. I do think you. But I'm just saying the fact that that's like that's the statement that we're banking on at the end of this conversation. Cody, Cody Bellinger. What not you're here, basically saying to me and to every Cub fan out there is that. You don't believe in Jed Hoyer. Did not say that. You no, did no, essentially no, I did not say, say that. that. No, no, no. No, what, no, 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 no. What it is is that and then there he called should me be arrogant. More... <laughs> I said that's not the word. I think that when you're looking at Jed Hoyer, and I just I think everyone, every Cub fan should have wished that all of this would be done already. Mm-hmm. And not only that, right? Because you mentioned rational early earlier. It's like rational is building on success. Is making your team. Better than it was last year. Feeling good about that going into the season, thinking unequivocally our team is going to be able to compete at a very high level. And that is the part that I feel like Cubs fans aren't up in arms about, is that you had a really good team last year that was close to the playoffs. Jed Hoyer's job should have been to make the team better than it was going into the season so that that way you can feel better about your team going into the season. I'm trying to stay disciplined. I don't want to be delusional. I don't want to be somebody that overreacts and is has knee-jerk reactions to things. It would be very easy to come in here this morning and to rail on Jed because he hasn't signed Bellinger yet. And some people may prefer that. Okay. <laughs> I No, I get it. I get why you want, you want to share your outrage with somebody. You want to turn on the radio and have somebody who's just ticked off about the Cubs offseason as you feel. I could get there if they open up the season – without Cody Bellinger in the lineup, but I also think there's time for that to happen. But even with Cody Bellinger, David, yeah. Yeah. you can't look at that team and say that they are now just 
better than they were last year. Oh, you can't. Okay, you can't. Well, and that's the that's my issue, right? It's not just the Bellinger thing, mm-hmm. right? Bellinger kind of gets you back close to where you were. I think it's because you don't know what you have in Soda. You know, he's, is he going to carry the way that Strowman did at the beginning of the season? These are things you don't know. So, so there's nothing in place that makes you think, without a doubt, this team is now one going to be in. You never know that. I understand. When if they sign Bellinger, I do want to know what the plan is at third base. But if they sign Bellinger, I think that they are in a position because of the upgraded manager to contend. I do. Don't look at me like that. I hear the high pitched voice I, I, with the ID. I heard it. <laughs> That's okay. David Delusional eight four seven says, <laughs> "Okay, whatever." I go. I went from flummoxed to delusional this morning. I can't wait to talk White Sox next. That's oh, what we're going to no. do. We're going to hear from Pedro Grafol because you know what he said the, yesterday? He said the three words that every White Sox fan was waiting to hear. Why not us? Really? Come on, Pedro. Gabe Ramirez in for Molly. It's Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Why not us, right? Welcome back. It's Molly and Haas, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Gabe Ramirez in here for Molly giving me a lecture on baseball. Hey, you did it to yourself, bro. You did it to yourself. All right. Whatever. Why not us? Pedro Gafol asked yesterday in Glendale, Arizona, the manager of the White Sox, two days in a row, providing some sound I didn't expect to hear. Coming from the White Sox manager's mouth, there is a defiance I didn't maybe expect. There's an edginess maybe I didn't anticipate. Yesterday he was, and, and these are, in fairness, snippets. Weren't there? I, I watched a lot of what he had to say. These are snippets from a fifteen to twenty minute address with media, however long it lasted. So I think that you know you want to keep that in mind as well. But there are moments when he talks that you feel like it does have a chip on his shoulder. Some people like that. Some people probably because he was a manager of the team that lost one hundred one games, not going to like that. So I get that. What did you think, Sox fan? I, I it's tough, right? Because you you're you're a manager of a bad team, 
and not just because they lost 101 games last year, but I mean, you could just look at your, you know, your 27 man roster or those that are down there, uh, you know, down south and say to yourself, you know, this isn't a good team. How can I get out of this situation, you know, while I'm having this 15 minute conversation about this squad? And you have to have a level of optimism. You have to have a level of delusion while mm-hmm. coaching the Chicago White Sox <laughs> and over and a level of overconfidence in your players. And I think that's where he's at right now. What do you think the Sox want their strength to be? What will they be better Defense. at? Defense. Do you think that's likely? Do you think that's a roster that that's the only thing they can say? Or uh, you know, they, they want to say defense and pitching. But the pitching is not going to be pitching. Dylan Cease and everybody else yeah. and a bullpen you can't really identify without a roster or Google. Yeah. I, their everyday lineup is going to be challenged to score runs. You talk about offensively challenged. Can you name the right fielder? No, I can. Dominic Fletcher? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you got it right in front of you. <laughs> Why? I mean, I, I also am a fan, so okay. I, know, I know my team. Well, what, do you, what, what do you got in Dominic, Dominic Fletcher? I mean, you got to, well, from what they were saying, right, it's the gamer. Him and the other guy, they were, you know, kind of neck and neck, you know, similar players that they were able to to get from the Diamondbacks. And, you know, it seems like they're making a concerted effort to bring in clubhouse guys, right? Guys that love the game, guys that are, you know, good people. Clearly, they felt like that was an issue last year. And so, you know, listen, pitching, when Tuki Tsant, who – God bless his heart, came in last year, and you know everybody was like, oh, thank God they got someone that can at least have a chance at winning. When he's your third starter, like plugged in there, Chris Flexen from the like Mariners, like that was Eric Fetty, like those are your bottom three in the rotation, and you're banking on a Kopech as a number two? E. E, for real. So, I mean, you're not, you can't necessarily be banking on pitching. You got to go with defense, and, and you can't bank on hitting until it becomes consistent. Enough to where you can bank on it. The Sox tried to bolster their offense by signing Mike Moustakas to a minor league deal. You know Mike Moustakas, the guy who hit 12 homers before the Rockies and the Angels last year? Remember Mike Moustakas? Yes, Moose. Yes, Moose. He's three-time All-Star. His best days behind him. He also is a former Royal. He was the third baseman in 2011 when Chris Getz was the <laughs> Royal second baseman. He probably even somewhere along the line – has been at a barbecue that Pedro Grafol has attended. Yes. It's another ex-royal. So, the, yeah, you expect to get that kind of reaction from Sox fans who are tired of adding ex-royals. I asked Chris Getz this question about that when he was a guest on Inside the Clubhouse a couple weeks ago because the examples keep piling up. Now, no, this was three weeks before they signed another ex-royal. And this is what Chris Guest had to say about the implication or the reality that he's added a lot of ex-Kansas City guys to the organization. You know, I understand uh, that sentiment. Um, I do, you know, and, and, you know, we're talking about, I guess, you know, I spent two years there in the front office. Obviously, I had my playing days. Um, There's been some front office members along the way, and obviously Pedro uh, spent some time there. Um, But, man, we we look at Josh Barfield and, and, and Brian Bannister, Dan Mondry Cohen, um, you know, and, and various, you know, Paul Yanish and, and others. We've got, you know, diversity of thinking is very important. Um, there are, you know, there, there's also a built-in, you know, trust that you have with people that you worked with before, and really, it's blending that all together. Um, you know, each organization is led by, you know, certainly you've got ownership, you've got a, a general manager, a president, what have you, 
And, you know, you shape the culture and direction you want to go. You find the people that, um, you know, have the qualities that you feel like can fit and work towards what you're trying to accomplish. I don't really care where, where anyone comes from. It could be from the college ranks, um, could be outside of Major League Baseball and, and other sports. And certainly, um, you know, you grab individuals w- within our industry that can help you. Um, you know, you've got your, it's really about establishing who, who you are, what you want to be, and finding individuals that can carry that out and continue to, to develop them. So, yeah, everyone has their starter kit and, and their history, but that doesn't mean that there isn't an evolution. The game changes all the time. If you're not willing to adapt and be aware of what's going to be successful in this game, then you're going to be very limited. Um, but if you can find people that are open-minded and, you know, perhaps they're working in organizations that this was the direction and they were troopers and they were carrying it out a certain way where you bring them in here with a different direction, fresh mindset, diversity of thought, and you evolve with them. So, um, yeah, it, it makes it it makes it fun uh, having people that you know or don't know and growing relationships. But it doesn't mean that we're we're just stuck in our ways. We're we're uh, we've got a bright group, hardworking, uh, genuine people that that I think understand what it takes uh, to connect with players, to grow them, to be the best players that they can be. Um, and that's the mindset. It really is, in regardless of where they come from. That's Chris Getz, general manager of the Kansas City White Sox. And <laughs> That's so true. He was actually less defensive than he could have been in answering that question because it is a loaded question. There are a lot of ex-Royals or people who have a Royals stint on the resume. And I thought that it's, it was a natural thing, and this happened again with Mike Moustakas, former teammate in Kansas City. A guy whose best days are behind him. He's 35 years old. Can he help the Sox? We'll see. What's the over-under on at bats? For Mike Moustakis? Does he make the team? I think, I mean, looking at the depth chart, I think he does, unfortunately. When's Lorenzo Cain coming? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think maybe 100 at bats. I think that sounds about right. If he gets 100 at-bats, he'll get 200. You know what I mean? If you're going to keep him. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming injury. You are assuming injury. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming injury. It, will he play enough to. Can we please not talk about Mike Moustakis anymore? <laughs> I, I, they I'm just, just signed him. I know, but he's like, it, 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 if he makes the league, he gets $2 million. What's compelling about the White Sox? They don't have Tim Anderson anymore. They don't have they're, – they're not going to have How Dylan about that? Cease Talking for about long. Where, where, who's going to sign Tim Anderson? That's a good conversation. I don't know. Well, that's, that's, it's Marlins? a very short conversation, it Gabe, is. because he's unsigned. I know. The Marlins. And right. it's – Next I, question. <laughs> February 15th. Marlins or Angels? Either, either one is not going to be someone – you're not going to keep up at night watching MLB Network to see if Tim Anderson get, get uh, uh, what to do the plate. You, what, David, what do you think Chris Getz's mindset is, right? Clearly it's not you know winning in the present – is and he didn't tear down the team to then try to rebuild it. So where do you think his mind is when it comes to being the general manager of the White Sox in the short term? Well, I think that Chris Getz, it's easy to be cynical about the White Sox. I don't need to tell you. It's in your blood. It is. The, the skepticism is inherent. It comes with the starter jacket that you're wearing, wearing today. <laughs> But if you're Chris Getz, you kind of are oblivious to that. You ignore that. You don't care about that. You're building. You're building. You are lucky to have this job. You go to work every day feeling that you are blessed. 
that you have an opportunity. This is your blueprint. This is your team, your organization. Expectations are as low as they have ever been. Agreed? Agreed. So you can go nowhere but up. So if I'm the general manager of the White Sox, I'm excited every single day I go to work because I can build this. I have the top prospect in the city of Chicago in Colson Montgomery. I'm going to take all of the assets that I have and try to make Dylan Cease into four prospects. I'm going to take Yomankata into two prospects. I'm going to do whatever I can to flip my major league talent into minor league hope. You've got to sell hope. But you've got to believe it yourself, and you also have got to believe that you are the right guy for the job. So when Chris Getz comes off as confident to people, and Mully gets on me about this a little bit and teases me about him being my guy, I like the way Chris Getz looks at his job. I want energy. I want charisma. I want positivity. I want a guy with a plan. I want a guy that sounds like he's miserable and, and sentenced to the life as a baseball GM. No. I want a guy that says, you know what? Sox fans think we stink. They hate our team. I'm going to make them love it. I'm going to make us. I, I'm going to make Sox fans love us again, because I can. I've got a plan. Be patient. I'll reward it. See now, if you said that, I'd be. I'd feel great about it. If he said, if he said, guys, I got a plan. I have a fight. You know, he's just so much in the present, and I feel like at times it comes off like oblivious to the true issues of the Chicago White Sox. And I hear what you're saying. You take over a team with 61 wins, 101 losses. Even though you're a part of the organization, you are now the GM, so there's nowhere to go but up. So, you know, there's this, 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 this positive positivity surrounding the gig when you come into that. I actually like that. Mm-hmm. But I think the verbiage surrounding it where I wish he would come in and try to paint the picture of the future for the Chicago White Sox, that would make me feel differently about the organization. Where in the present, it seems like there's this delusion in the organization that, like, they can still be competitive. As, as you mentioned, Pedro Cafol saying, why not us? Well, sir, because you suck. That's why. I see what you're saying. Yeah. See, I, I, I look at those two messages as being very Because your closer is John Brebbia. Yeah, who? <laughs> exactly. Brebbia. Two Bs? Two Bs. Can you spell Brebbia? And if you can spell Brebbia, you will get two free tickets. And a beer. And a beer. <laughs> And a slice. See, that's going to be the new. That's oh. going to be the new promotion. If you can spell the relief pitcher that enters in the sixth inning, sound. you can get a free oh, churro man. or something. Oh, All right, we're going to talk to Bruce. He's in Arizona. He was there listening and asking questions of Jed Hoyer and Craig Council. He was at Cub Camp in Mesa. We'll ask him about Mike Mustakis too just because Gabe is very curious about Moose because he's thrilled that he's been in a White Sox uniform on a minor league deal. We'll talk to Bruce next. It's Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Baseball. Bruce Levine. It's great to talk some baseball. Score Baseball Insider, covering the Cubs and White Sox for more than 30 years. Bruce Levine is a newsbreaker. Inside the Clubhouse co-host, alongside our own David Haw. We've got a lot of baseball conversation to cover. Great being with you, talking baseball. Bruce Levine. That's a really good question, Bruce. See, Bruce, that's the first hard question. With Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez in for Mully today. And joining us now on the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline is our guy, Bruce Levine in Arizona. Download the Circus Sports app today. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good morning, guys. We heard a lot in both camps yesterday about turning the page. Uh, so 
Where, what page would you like to turn first? Well, we're Chicago stuck. White Sox or Cubs? We're stuck on a page in Cubs camp, uh, and I wondered how you would describe the tone of the Cody Bellinger answers from Jed Hoyer. Is he getting a little fed up with either being asked about it or being kind of just held up in negotiations with Scott Boris? Well, I mean, that's the job. Look, uh, Bellinger was as important a person as there was on the north side last year. The Cubs don't come close to the uh, 80, 83 wins that they had last year without Bellinger in the middle of that order. And the question marks about, you know, PCA in center field and Bush at first base are real. So there, there's really no, uh, you know, quantity or quality, the quantities there, but the quality is unknown at this point. Therefore, there's a lot of angst and, you know, going from player to player and asking a little bit about Bellinger, they all want him back. Why wouldn't you? I mean, he was terrific there, terrific clubhouse guy, outstanding player, left-handed bat in the middle of the order. Everybody wants him back, including Hoyer, but at what cost? And that's, that's the game that he has to continue to play with Scott Boris. It, it looks like a more dangerous game, but at the same time, you see other teams filling out their rosters, moving on without Cody Bellinger. Bruce, when you look at you know mm-hmm. Council, and obviously you know we had an opportunity to hear him speak, and you were you were talking to him as well. I'm curious what his approach is, like like what we think his approach is this season, right? I mean, he he talks a lot about the youth. He understands the team that he's inheriting, but realistically, I mean, he can't be thinking like, hey, we're going to win the World Series. I mean, I understand that that's what you do as a, as a manager, but I'm, I'm curious what you think his approach is mentally to the season is. Yeah, Gabe, no, uh, there, there's no manager, including Pedro Grafal with a team that had 101 losses last year, that goes into the season thinking they're not going to win the World Series. They just don't. It's not a part of their DNA. Now, intellectually, teams like Kansas City and the White Sox pretty much know they're not going to do that. But the, the positivity of the manager, the coaching staff, the way they have to approach it, it, it doesn't allow in any of that type of thinking. So his approach is, yeah, you know, I have more resources here as a manager. I have a good team that uh, won more games than anyone thought last year. Uh, they want to win here. It's the Chicago Cubs. That's why I'm coming here to manage, and I'm coming here to win. So that doesn't go into the, to the thinking whatsoever, I don't think, for Craig Council. I don't think they would ever say this publicly, Bruce, and maybe this is a conversation best had on Saturday when we get more into it on Inside the Clubhouse, but when you look at what the Cubs are doing, not just with Cody Bellinger, but maybe at third base, and what they're not doing at third base, Matt Chapman is out there, and they have, might have other options they've stayed away from. Jander, uh, Jamer Candelario was let go. He's going to be the starting first baseman for the Reds. How much of that is on... Basically, the market, which doesn't offer a lot of great alternatives, or B, the confidence they have internally in Matt Shaw, the first-round draft pick from last year out of Maryland, who is rising quickly, as they say. Well, I I think you've hit on a a great point, David, and that is that they have belief in their farm system. And this this is the first time they've had that uh, probably in 20 years. I don't count the... The team, you know, from uh, Schwarber and and Bryant and those guys, as far as thinking the farm system was flush, it, it wasn't at that time. Right now, they feel they have position players, they have pitchers, uh, they have catchers, they have people that they feel are going to be major league ball players and good contributors. And the point you bring up about Shaw is a good one. You're not locking into Chapman 
for five or six years at age 31 when you have a guy that, that, that's progressing through the farm system like he did last year after signing. And, and the fact that you still have Morrell, who hit 35 home runs last year, okay? He had 10 in the minor leagues. He had 25 in the major leagues. He didn't play all the games. You have to find a spot for him. And, and, and then you still have Wisdom, who uh, had 22, 23 home runs there. And you have, uh, you, you have other options uh, out there. So with, with that in mind, uh, you know, I, I think that, that he feels, and I'm, we're talking about Hoyer, that, uh, yeah, uh, they're going to they're gonna win, and, and they want to win this year, but they, they want to win for the next four or five years. And that's, that's something that fans really don't like to hear. Okay, especially this time of year, they want to know about this season and what you're doing as the president of baseball operations to be the best team you can be, to be worthy of being watched all year long by the Cub fan base. Yeah, I got to be honest. I mean, it very much seems that, you know, the dialogue from the Cubs is one that is, is as you mentioned, Bruce, talking about a team that is building you know, for the future as opposed to a team that's trying to build off of last year. That's what it seems like. I mean, obviously the addition of a manager makes a huge difference, but, you know, a lot of people concerned about the loss of production, right? If Cody Bellinger is not there, Bruce, like who are some guys that the Cubs can look at and say, hey, these are a couple of names that we feel like might pick up productivity and and, and be able to replace some of those stats? Well, I mean, they, they you know, Alexander Canario didn't get hardly a chance at all last year. But uh, a lot of teams asked about him in trades during the offseason, okay? They, they have, obviously, PCA that's going to play center field, okay? You, you, have other, you have other young outfielders that other teams are looking at. So with, with that in mind, uh, there, there's an awful lot for, for Cub fans to feel good about. Again, uh, it doesn't help you in 2024 to feel good about well, they're going to be contributors because there doesn't seem to be any spots open right now. But, uh, guys, I, I really believe that they'll, they'll add one more free agent, and it hopefully it's Bellinger the way everybody wants it to be, including players. And, and the other is I think they're going to make trades, and I, I think they're going to bring in more arms for the bullpen. I, I think that they, they're not satisfied necessarily with their starting pitching, even though they have uh, numbers uh, to throw out there this year. And I, I just think that the, the charge of Hoyer and uh, Carter Hawkins is we continue to get this team better, try to win, and continue to be the best organization in baseball for the next five or six years. It's not exciting talk for fans, but it's, it's the way that they're looking at things. All right, Bruce, 30 seconds. Mike Moustakis signs a minor league deal with the White Sox. Gabe and I talked about it. We thought 200 at-bats might be the over-under. What say you? It just depends who gets hurt, okay? I mean, somebody's going to get hurt, right, in spring training. Someone's going to get hurt early in the year. He can back up at first base, third base, DH. He's a veteran guy. The, the one thing White Sox fans should you know look at and, and understand is uh, this is a building year. It's a building year on the field as far as defense, as far as pitching. But it's also a building year for the organization. Makeup is really important for this team moving forward, all of them being on the same page. That's what they hope to see out there all year long. Thanks, Bruce. Keep up the great work out in Arizona. If we don't talk to you tomorrow, I'll talk to you on Saturday inside the clubhouse, right, 9 to 11. All right, thanks, Bruce. 
Bruce Levine, the Cubs, our, our insider from the score, covering the Cubs and the White Sox at spring training. All right, when we come back, I think we should talk some Bears. Gabe is in the house. Bears. There's something I've been wanting to address with him to talk him out of that I've heard him say <laughs> repeatedly on the air that I think while I'm here, I need to address it. It this. is the elephant in the room, and we will get rid of it next. Mullen Hodge, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.